Good morning, people of God. Here is another day. We come before the presence of God. We give you thanks, Father. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad therein. Today is August 30th, and it's 9.30 a.m. We just bless the Lord at all times. Let our praises to continue be in our mouth. And so I've got a message. This is Apostle Shirley Evans with a message again in word and in song from the Holy Spirit to the people of God. And Father, I ask you to anoint me afresh today. Let me decrease and let you increase in me, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I speak as your oracle to your people. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name, mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah is your name, Jehovah is your name, Jehovah is your name, mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah is your name, whatever we are going through, remember, he is great in battle. He's the mighty warrior. He will war on your behalf. He will come to your rescue. He hears you, he sees you, and he knows what you're going through. Mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah is your name. And so, he's Jehovah El Roi, the God who sees me. And this is the message today, Jehovah El Roi, the God who sees me. We think that God can't see. He sees, he knows, he searches, he loves, he heals, he delivers, he sets free. He's watching over us. And the scripture is taken from Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 to 16. I need the every most gracious Lord, no tender voice like thine can peace afford. I need thee, oh, I need thee. I need thee, oh bless me now, 
my Savior, I come to Thee. I need Thee every hour. Stay Thou nearby. Temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now my savior i come to thee i need the every hour in joy or pain come quickly and abide all life is vain. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee every hour, most holy one. Oh, make me thine indeed, thou blessed Son. I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee, and as I said, the scripture is from Genesis chapter 16, verses 1 to 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my servant in your arms and now that she knows she's pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your servant is in your hands. Abram said, 
do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from? And where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now a child and you will have a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Be'er Laha Ru'ai. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Where were you when you saw the Lord? Where were you when you recognized that he is the God that sees you? Can you remember? But he's the same God who sees us. Thank God. He sees us and comes to our rescue. Hagar was an Egyptian slave who encountered God in the desert and addressed him as El Rohi. The God who sees me. Do you know that God sees you and he sees me? Hagar's God is the God who numbers the hairs on our heads and who knows our circumstances, past, present, and future. When you pray to El Roi, you are praying to the one who knows everything about you. As it says in Genesis chapter 16, verse 13 to 14, Hagar gave the name to the God, to the Lord who spoke to her. She gave the name. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Be'er-Lahai, Ro, the well of the living one who sees me. Sarai gave Hagar to Abraham as a substitute wife a common practice of that time. A married woman who could not have children was shamed by her pairs and was often required to give a female servant to a husband in order to provide heirs. The children born to the servant woman were considered the children of the wife. Abram was acting in line with the custom of the day. But his action showed a lack of faith that God would fulfill his promise. 
Sarai took matters into her own hand by giving Hagar to Abram. Like Abram, she had trouble believing God's promise that was apparently directed specifically toward Abram and Sarai. Out of the lack of faith came a series of problems. This invariably happens when we take over for God, trying to make his promise come true through efforts that are not in line with his specific directions. In this case, time was the greatest test of Abram and Sarai's willingness to let God work in their lives. Sometimes we too must simply wait. When we ask God for something and have to wait, it is a temptation to take matters into our own hands and interfere with God's plans. Although Sarai arranged for Hagar to have a child by Abram, she later blamed Abram for the results. It is often easy to strike out of frustration and accuse someone else than to admit an error and ask forgiveness. You remember the story of Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve did the same thing in Genesis chapter 3, verse 12 to 13. Sarai took out her anger against Abram and herself on Hagar, and her treatment was harsh. It was harsh enough to cause Hagar to run away. Anger, especially when it arises from our own shortcomings, can be very dangerous. Hagar was running away from a, a mistress and a problem. The angel of the Lord gave her this advice. Return and face Sarai. Face the problem. The cause of her problem and to submit to her. Hagar needed to work on her attitude towards Sarai. No matter how justified it may have been, running away from our problems really solves them. It is wise to return to our problems, face them, squarely accept God's promise of help, correct our attitudes, and act as we should. Here we see three people making serious mistakes. One, Sarai, who took matters into her own hands and gave her maidservant to Abram. Abram, who went along with the plan, but when circumstances began to go wrong, refused to help solve the problem. And Hagar, who ran away from the problem. In spite of this messy situation, God demonstrated his ability to work in all things for good. As the scripture says in Romans 8.28, For we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Sarai and Abram still received the son they so desperately wanted, and God solved Hagar's problem despite Abram's refusal to get involved. No problem is too complicated for God if you're willing to let him help you. In the midst of Hagar's difficulty, she learned that El 
Rahi was watching over her and that he had a plan to bless her and her son. One of Abram's grandson, Esau, married Ishmaelite's daughter. And it was the Ishmaelite traders, also referred to as the Midianite merchants in Genesis 37, verse 26 to 28, themselves descended from an Egyptian slave who transported his great-grandson Joseph into slavery in Egypt. What goes around comes around. Psalm 33, verse 13 to 14 says, the word declares, from heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. God sees you and he sees me. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. God is watching you. The eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. Psalm 121 verse three says, this Psalm expresses assurance and hope in God's protection day and night. He not only made the hills, but heaven and earth as well. We should never trust a lesser power than God himself. But not only is he all powerful, he's the God that watches over us. Nothing diverts or defers him. We are safe. We never outgrow our need for God's untiring watch over our lives. God is watching me. God is watching over me. And the voice I hear calling on my air, it's the voice of God most high. He is watching. And so, as he watches, remember the songwriter says, 